Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Dr. David coming at you. Just thought I'd uh, pop on and uh, <clears throat> kind of share some time with you since I had a Friday free till the, the wife comes home for date night. And uh, it's been a while since I've been able to hang out with you guys on a, on a pretty extended basis. So anyway, let's see here. Oh, you, love, you like the glasses? These are my, uh, my computer shades. Let me see here. Um, just want to make sure I can get to the chat window. Since the only way I can really, I can see your chats. When is my next hypnosis class? Um, we've got, uh, we've got a regression certification coming up in November, I believe it is. Uh, you need to have our identity by design class to get into that one though. So I would recommend if you want to do the really advanced heavy duty stuff, uh, you get into identity by design or you get into the self-mastery supercharger, which is coming up in January. Hey, Cynthia, and there's Steve and Elmwood and Connor and Brian and Antron and Steve again. Uh, let's see here. I just want to make sure I don't miss anyone who's kind of joining us. There's Janelle. Let me see here. There's Liam. Hey, Liam, I got your message, by the way. Well done. Keep it going. If you don't like it, change. Thank you, Shapressa. And DRM, and there's Essa. Is it Essie or Sleepy? Okay, let me show. All right. So you got me for a little while. I'm kind of hanging out. I was going to jones it for some socialization. This is as close as I'm going to get right now. So, until uh, the wife comes home. So, what do you got for me? What do you want to know? Let me see if I can make this a little bigger here. If I can see it easier. Here we go. Okay, Suppressa says, I'm new to your work. Do you have classes on manifestation? Yes, we have an actual whole trail, uh, whole training funnel on uh, hermetics and advanced law of attraction and manifestation work. It starts, well, again, to get into that class, you need to have our killer influence or uh, identity by design programs that would qualify you for vibrational influence or hidden, and of course, hidden laws of attraction, which is kind of a more obvious way in. We recommend that you have uh, identity by design uh, for that class, but it's not actually a hundred percent of prereq. So optimally you want to start off with identity by design and or killer influence, then jump into vibrational influence or hidden laws of attraction. Um, we just decided that uh, uh, come, uh, I think it's March or I think it's March. We're going to be doing a seven day uh, energy and vibrational influence training, including Reiki pranic, chronic work, things of that nature out in Costa Rica. So for those of you who are looking for an excuse to travel, um, where it's a little bit more uh, COVID friendly, I guess is a good word to say it. Um, that would be a great, great time for a full immersion into the things that we do. We have full trainings on advanced manifestation, mind powers and things of that nature. So that hopefully that answers your question. Um, we're going to be doing a, we have two soulmates classes coming up, but they're, uh, they're, they're by invitation only. So if you weren't on our, one of our webinars that we did, um, that, that those are off limits for right now. We may be doing a live one, uh, come 2022, but right now we're just, uh, we're just doing it as a virtual event. 
Uh, let's see, Ben CH, just want to say after a long time not using these techniques, I tried spinning technique on my wife and she has had no headaches for a week. She usually has chronic headaches. Bravo, my friend. Well done. Keep it up. Keep it up. Lionel Brown says, hello, sir. Liam says, sweet. Lakshay, what does Lakshay say? Hold on a second. Jumped on me. Hello, David. Hello back. Mike Kiesler, David, I'm glad I caught you something. Actually, well, <laughs> the universe lines up, right? Janelle says, fascinated by the books on your shelves, reading recommendations. Well, Janelle, I have a massive, massive required reading list for all of my uh, platinum and my Mondo and platinum and above students. So um, depending on what you ask me about will uh, depend on what books I recommend, but I have lots of recommendations. <laughs> Antron Petty says, I want to do it all. Life coaching, even though therapy will be, where should I start? For you, I'd start with identity by design. Not for sure. If that's if that's something you know you want to do, um, then nothing really lays the foundation for any of the things you mentioned than uh, than better than identity by design. I have not seen um, any course that produces high quality, high level practitioners as rapidly um, and as consistently as the identity by design system. Okay, Shapresa says I will be there in March. Uh, let's see here. Cynthia says, Killer Influence is in April, correct? Let me look at my, uh, let me look at the website really quick. How many of you guys knew that we had a brand new website? DavidSnyderNLP.com. We haven't done a great job of promoting the new website, so hold on a second. I typed the wrong name. www. You barely see my screen. I'm kind of far away. David. There we go. Uh, if you go to davidsnydernlp.com forward slash events, our next killer, come on. I think our next killer influence is in March. In fact, I'm almost positive it is. Uh, this view doesn't show me anything beyond 2022, but yeah, I'm 90% sure we have a killer influence in March. Let me go back to my, pardon me. Oh, there's Seth. Costa Rica's in May. That's right. My bad. With all my martial arts training, could I take Steven Seagal? No idea. No idea. I'm sure Steven would say yes. He could take me. And I, I as a martial artist, I should say I should take him. But let's be honest, who really knows? Uh, Antoine Petty, thank you, sir. Hypno Cash, God. Badly, but I have no clue where to start. Everything just goes blank. Help, please. Well, if everything goes blank, here's the secret hack. Pretend you know exactly where everything is and spin it as if you absolutely didn't know. And you just keep doing it. And I think you'll be surprised at how rapidly your system just takes over and uh, resolves those things. By the way, don't when you spin, regardless of how you're going about it, don't be surprised if you have all kinds of weird physiological responses. Spinning affects everyone a little bit differently, but the one thing we do see pretty consistently is that there's always a processing period. Sometimes it's a few seconds, sometimes it's a couple minutes, but whatever your body does during that processing period, just allow it to happen. It's what your body needs to do to, to clear it out, okay? If you're guiding somebody through it and you put your hands on them, hold that space until they visibly relax and you know, then they signal that, that you're done. If you're doing it on yourself, hold your own body uh, until 
the system kind of reboots and you kind of get an idea that, okay, that's, that's done. Okay. These are just some little tidbits that you can, you can kind of do on your own that um, can significantly help your spending. But at the end of the day, the part of you that controls all of these different processes in your body is the exact same part of you that knows how to play pretend. So by pretending you can access that same level of your neurology and all the things that your imagination connects to. Okay. Um, I didn't design the system, but I did kind of reverse engineer how that kind of works. Um, so play with it. And the more playful and explorational you are, um, avoid having preconceived notions about how something's supposed to feel. That's your conscious mind interfering. Um, and just accept whatever comes. And I think you'll be pretty amazed at how rapidly shit just starts to clear up. Teresa says, no, I don't know what that's about, but, uh, oh, Teresa, oh, did not know about the website. Yeah. It's, so let me put it in the, in the chat for you. It's www.davidsnydernlp.com. And the good news is we just got our Instagram account back. It's, uh, davidsnydernlp at Instagram. If you guys could all help uh, help me out by kind of spreading the word about the Instagram stuff, it's kind of our little secret uh, social media thing. We're starting to try to do a little bit more, you know, reaching out to more people, putting out more content, things of that nature. Uh, so the more you can help us by joining our lists, you know, uh, I know a lot of you just kind of follow me on YouTube, and that's great. Um, if you want to get in the loop on on more things that we've got going on, we've got a ton of stuff. We we have been so busy with creating new content, creating new courses. Um, we, many of you realize, may have heard we just did a, a, a massive epic training uh, with behavioral influence expert Chase Hughes of the behavior panel. Um, it, was a, it was a grand slam home run. People are calling it the most powerful training they've ever been to. Um, and Chase himself was so excited. He's, he was bugging me to do another one. So if you like the behavior stuff that you saw Chase and I do, uh, by all means, if you want to, if you want to learn how to get involved in those things, you want access to the videos when they come out because they're they're editing right now. We we videotaped all four days of the training. Uh, then by all means, make sure you get on our mailing list. Get make sure you get on our social media. Uh, obviously, you've been around. Uh, you know, my YouTube ch- channel has been around the longest. So I'm kind of a I'm kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, guy who's not very technical. Um, Anyway, I, I just I just got up on all that stuff. But uh, if you want to, you know, can, you know, we're also on Clubhouse and things of that nature. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to divide myself into all these different channels, or if I should just repurpose old content or things like that. Maybe you guys can give me some clues as to what you want to learn more about, what you want to know about, things of that nature. Um, I think of us as a community, as a family, and so you know, I have my own desires and things I want to know about for myself. Um, and many times those things are similar to what you guys want, but a lot of times you guys have something that's completely, what I would consider completely out of left field, but do you feel is related to the body of work that I do? And if I can shed light on that for you, if I can give you some insights into it, or even open up a whole new line of research, as is often the case, people come to me with questions about stuff or people that they resources that they've studied say, have you heard about this? It sounds an awful lot like something you do. And then I go, and I go researching it and I find holy shit, Batman, there's a, there's a whole wealth of stuff here. Um, that adds more depth and dimension to the things I'm doing. So it's, it's kind of a collaborative effort, you know? Um, so, you know, any, any backwards and forwards communication, I'm always open to. It's harder to get a hold of me now than it used to be, Steph will tell you. 
back in the days when we, we had classes of like 12, we could all go to lunch together and continue the classes out there. But we still try to keep it intimate. We, we still try to have this, you know, make, make access to me as accessible as, as possible, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, let, me, let me scroll up here and see what we got. <clears throat> uh, Lando is asking, uh, just, Jesus is asking, do you do one-on-one sessions? I do, but they're really, really expensive because um, my training schedule and my, my production schedule is really, really tight. Uh, but if you want, if you want access or information about trainings, if you want to train directly with me, you're going to, you're going to pay the most. Uh, but I do have trained associates that I do refer to that I have a tremendous amount of confidence in. So if you want, you, you can give us a call at 858-282-4663, sorry, 4663, and talk to Stephanie and she'll, she'll point you in the right direction of where, to, if you want to work with me, again, I'm happy to work with you, but it's, it, my time is a premium, so I, I'm not trying to be an asshole about it. It's just there's only so much of me to go around, and I think you guys know how that works, right? Um, so Lendo on the fleek says, what's a good breathing technique to release tight neck muscles when I'm really anxious? I'll tell you what I would recommend, Lendo. Is if you go to my video, uh, Instant Emergency Pain Relief. Hold on a second. Instant Emergency there's a there's a technique in that in that video called burst breathing or recovery breathing it's something i learned when i was studying systema and it is probably one of the most powerful um recovery processes i have ever learned i have used it on fear i have used it on physical pain i have used it on inflammation uh anything that you can move your consciousness into and breathe from you can control and so for neck muscles and neck stiffness especially I think that would probably give you the biggest bang for your buck. Color breathing would also probably work as well. So take those two techniques, play with it, and let me know how you do. Um, let's see here. Liam says, I can't even tell you the life change that seems to happen since I got your self-defense supercharger. Cool. Is that the self-defense supercharger or the self-mastery supercharger? I have two supercharger programs. I'm curious which one you got, Liam. David Pico. Hi, David. We manifest our world by our beliefs. And if I believe in health over viruses, will my immune system fight away viruses more efficiently? The answer is yes, it will. Will it cure everything? I can't say that. But the one thing we do know is that the beliefs you embrace deeply dramatically affect what your DNA and therefore the rest of your physiology does. So according to Bruce Lipton's work, the beliefs we hold profoundly impact our DNA over time. And if it impacts our DNA, it has to impact our immune system. So the short answer is yes, uh, with the qualifications that, you know, everything, everything, everything works for somebody, nothing works for everybody. So hopefully that's enough of a disclaimer to keep me out of court. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you don't like it, change it says, question, how can you energize your body to shift vibrations? What's the fastest method? Probably the fastest method is probably what we call color breathing. Uh, you start by by using physiological state control, combine that with volitional state control, access the body feeling, turn it into a color, ask yourself the magic question, what do I want instead? Imagine what that would be like, generate a body feeling, turn that into a color, breathe it through your entire body, and within a few seconds, uh, you will start to experience a profound state change in most cases. Um, <clears throat> Lenda on the fleek says, have I ever had a near-death experience? No. I, I, for better or worse, uh, I am not one of the few 
who can say they've had a near death experience. I know many, I know several people who have. Um, and uh, but I, I personally haven't known. Petros Cordoglo, did I Cordolo? Did I pronounce that right? Is the G silent? Think what I want to know more about. Think what I want to know more. Okay, Janelle. Like the new website, very user-friendly, excellent content, nice design. Thank you. Thank you. We worked long and hard on that sucker. Uh, the old website is still running. So if you have stuff, if you bought content on that website, you can access it. You should theoretically be able to access it on both sites. But if you can't, uh, give us a uh, shoot us an email and we'll work on getting all of your stuff transferred over to the new site. Uh, let's see here. If you don't like it, change it. Says I'm, I'm assuming you meant healing. Uh, can you clarify the question? Brandon. Hey, David, long time no see. Hope you well. Been very well. Actually, I went through, uh, after I got back from Hypno Thoughts, I got hit with the Delta virus. And uh, I spent a couple weeks kicking its ass. And uh, so I've got some really brand spanking new antibodies that I just dying to, that I, that I had to take to Florida just to test out. So, uh, and apparently I'm doing pretty good. So let's see here. Let's see. Petros is asking, one, social conditioning in the real world, two, hypnotic keywords used in media, three, how to be more friends with the reptile. Okay, well, Petros, I'd have to ask, I'm going to have to ask questions about your questions. First of all, what specifically do you want to know about social conditioning in the real world? Two, um, what do you mean by hypnotic keywords used in media? Hypnotic keywords for what specifically? And three, how do you be more friends with the reptile? Uh, first of all, the reptile doesn't make friends. Uh, the reptile, by, by its own uh, programming, is a loner. The difference is, is that the reptile understands that survival is enhanced by being in groups and being accepted by groups. So it will proceed to integrate itself into social, uh, into social groupings for the pure reason of survival. But at the end of the day, the reptile says, this is my food, that's your food, but your food is also my food, so I'm gonna find a way to get your food. Um, fortunately for us, we don't have just a reptile brain, we have the mammalian brain, which is kind of like the dog brain. Dogs are man's best friend, so it's the part of you that loves you, uh, thinks of it that way. And then of course, you have the neocortex, which is your third layer or your new brain. And it's the part of you that kind of takes all these primal urges, these emotional drives, and sublimates them into socially acceptable behaviors. But below, you know, peel back all the veneers and all the sublimations and things of that nature, you've got primal drives at work driving the bus. So when you say be more friends with the reptile, I think it might, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm guessing what you mean. How do you understand your reptile? How do you be more in harmony with the reptile part of you? And that's, first of all, the, the key is really understanding it understanding it, understanding how it communicates, when it's communicating, and what to do when it does communicate, how to interpret those things. I think those are the things that, um, when we talk about being friends, the, the reptile loves you unconditionally. Uh, it's everybody else that it tends to view through a very specific set of lenses, right? So anytime you're engaged in something that, from the reptile's perspective, moves the DNA forward or allows the DNA to survive, the reptile is going to be happy. I think that's for what it's worth. So Shadow Wolf is asking, uh, once you referred to, hold on a second, where is it? I think I jumped on me here. Shadow, once you referred to it, 
So what is kahuna and why is it so powerful? Okay, so kahuna means um, is a practitioner, a very high-level practitioner of the Polynesian art of huna. Uh, huna is a, depending on which, there, there's two different main divisions now um, when we talk about huna. I studied huna. My branch of huna came from uh, Dr. John Lanceret through the uh, huna society. Um and was the style that was originally reverse engineered uh, by a guy named Max Freedom Long. There are other lineages of Huna, uh, which are more, I guess you could say they're more organic. Uh, a lot of Max Freedom Long's work was a re-engineering or reverse engineering of the Polynesian systems. And what came out of that attempt to reverse engineer the Polynesian systems was a very efficient psycho-spiritual methodology for connecting the three different cells, working with energies, and uh, creating thought forms and things of that nature. And so <clears throat> that's kind of, to me, that has always been the cleanest version of the Huna that I practice, and that's the origins of what I practice. Now, Tad James went a little bit in a, a different route. He kind of studied with some of the, uh, the uh, original Kahunas that would talk to him. As far as I know, I don't know much about uh, his lineage, but there's a uh, search Kahili King is another resource for those kinds of things. Um, but the early Huna that I studied tremendously implemented or uh, impacted all of the energy systems that I learned later on. And it made a lot of them make sense and it made a lot of them workable. So uh, that's kind of, hopefully that, that kind of clears up the whole Huna thing. I still under, I still have a deep respect for the Huna practices today and I've built on them in my own hermetics and things of that nature. Um, but there's no there's no conflict any at all really between the hermetics that I practice and the the Huna stuff. Uh, okay, Alexis says, "Hey David." Liam says, "I have both." I'm, I'm assuming he's a Jesus, not Jesus. Uh, I don't think he can put a price to well-being. Anxiety sucks. Absolutely, hundred percent. Speaking for someone who's had chronic anxiety for most of his life, um, I completely, completely um, empathize. <clears throat> Okay, Liam says I was talking about self-defense supercharger. So, yeah, we we sat on that. We we shot that actually two or three years ago, and we basically sat on it. We didn't really want to give it out to the general public um, for a lot of reasons. But um, you know, after a while, we said, you know what? Uh, I don't know if any if these masters will ever be together again. I don't know if I'll ever teach a class like this again, as much as I would like to. Uh, so I think we're doing a disservice to the world uh, by not sharing it. And it's, it's a little bit of a departure from a lot of the material that you're used to seeing from us. But it does show you the, how the martial dimension has significantly informed a lot of the change work and the magical work and the manifestation work and the therapy work that we do. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it's helping you. There's a lot more where that came from. Believe me, there's a lot more. I think my, my, my cool shade back on. I don't know. A lot of people say the shades are cool. What do you guys think? <laughs> Lache Aurora says, could you please share some self-healing techniques? Um, I can, of course. Nico is asking, do you still offer for men? Yes, but you have to ask for it. Um, one of the problems that, that we kept running into um, when we were trying to run Facebook ads or, or what have you was they have a really, really strong bias and sensitivity to anything pertaining to sexuality, sensuality, love and romance, dating, et cetera. And so even though we never actually advertise those products, 
through Facebook, the very fact that we had them available for sale on our website kept getting our ad accounts banned. And so what we literally had to do was we had to take everything that had to do with love, sex, romance, and dating off the website. And, and spent, now, there may be a couple of, of, of uh, products still there. Uh, I think we may still have like um, Speed Attraction or the Mating Dance or something like that. But really, uh, any of the, the deeper level studies into sensuality and sexuality, which is a big part of the work that we do, especially in the magical and the hermetics and the, and the Qigong side of things, in addition to the dating and sexuality uh, niches, which is where I actually started in terms of uh, bringing information out to the public, was it was teaching men and women how to be better lovers to each other. Uh, but unfortunately, um, that niche is, is, you know, it's, it's hard to be an educator in that niche without getting lumped into porn sites and all that other crap. And so no pun intended, that was, it became increasingly harder and harder and harder to stay in that niche. Uh, and so we just, we just said, you know what, let's just make our life easy. Take all the products that have to do with that topic off the website. They will still be available for sale. If you call Stephanie or email her directly uh, and, and talk to her and ask her for them, she can sell them to you and give you access to them in the NLP Power website or the David Snyder NLP website. But uh, as a rule, you won't find them um, unless there's a mistake in the programming somewhere. You won't find them on the website. So once again, if, you, if you're interested in that, in that material, uh, you, can, you can email Stephanie, who's currently on vacation in Coronado at nlppower.com, or you can call her at 858-282-4663 and just ask for those products and she'll, she'll run your card over the, uh, you know, over the phone or whatever. And uh, you can just log into your website and download the courses for yourself. So I hope that helps. Cynthia says, Cynthia Holly, uh, Jesus, you can work through that. I did with David's teachings. Yes. Uh, Winrich von Niprod says, have you heard of Robert L. Peck's girding the lines process for health and superior reflexes? No, Winrich, I have not. Um, sounds interesting. Ben C.H. says, tips for concentration. Pretend you can concentrate really, really well. I know that sounds really like bullshit, but the truth is, is that the moment you start engaging pretend and you, you pretend like the thing you're concentrating on is in fact the, uh, the most um, fascinating subject, uh, you'll find very, very quickly that your powers of concentration tend to increase. Another thing you can do is if you have a time in your life when you actually did experience very strong, very powerful concentration, you can access the body feeling, turn it into a color, breathe it through your entire body, and your body will tend to go into that state. There's also a technique called uh, by NLP called drug of choice, which has a very similar effect uh, that works very, very well. So those are some things that you can research and look up. I hope that helps. Um, Seth says, for man is available, but you have to call Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> All right, Shadow, what does Shadow say here? Hold on a second. I once saw a video of yours describing Aether being able to spread it to put people in the trance. What is it about and what does it mean? The old Indian fakers um, and, and uh, gurus and things of that nature knew how to work with the elements. They had this ability to uh, gain rapport with one, one of the five primal elements that form the building blocks of our universe and channel it so they could take an, an energy like ether or fire or air, and through a process of rapport, gain harmony with it, and bring it into their body and, and, and fill rooms with it. 
And one of the one of the product byproducts of that is when you fill a room with a certain quality of energy, it has certain effects on the people in it. And so by filling a room with something like the ether or void or akasha, they're all names for the same thing. Uh, you could put people in a very profound level of trance. And so it was a lot of how uh, the fakirs and the, and the Indian gurus and things of that nature would, would um, produce these mass hypnosis effects was by filling a room with an energy that automatically just put people into a hyper-suggestive state. Uh, let's see here. If you don't like it, change it. says, thank you. You're very welcome. Brandon says, you look like bigger than last time I saw you. So good on you. <laughs> So when you say bigger, I'm not sure if I mean, does that mean I look fatter or I just have a better, uh, better camera shot? So Len says hypnotic language modifiers. Okay. What does that mean, Len? What do you want to do with it? You know, when people say hypnotic language, all language is inherently hypnotic. It's a question of how you use it that makes it more or less so. And what I mean by that is, does it put people more in the trance you want them to be in or does it move them away from, into a different trance? So I need to, you know, better the question, the better the answer. So once again, Len, I'm going to ask you to kind of rethink your question, ask and re-ask it. And if I can give you a satisfactory answer, once I understand your question, then I'm happy to do that. Jessica Fritz, be still, go within, inhale deeply, exhale completely, your truth, joy, love, and peace you will find. Okay. All right. Mark Barron says, howdy, David. Howdy back. <laughs> Shambhala Institute, could you elaborate on Western versus Eastern hypnosis and its connection to yoga, Ayurveda, and Qigong? Um, well, all hypnosis is hypnosis. However, the, the, the Eastern forms actually included a telepathic component in what they did. And whereas in Western hypnosis, mesmerism, things of that nature, um, it was reliant more on suggestion. Although if you read some of the old manuscripts on mesmerism, uh, telepathic hypnosis was actually quite common. Uh, the Russians, when they were researching mental influence, were successfully able to uh, induce hypnosis telepathically in unwilling subjects from quite a distance, but it didn't work on everybody. There were, you know, there was a certain susceptibility level that uh, the stuff the subjects had to have. So I hope that answers your question a little bit. Um, but as far as you know, yoga, Ayurveda, Qigong, a lot of the practices in the Eastern side are very, very similar. Very, very similar. Some, some use chanting to get to, into that state. Others are more visual in terms of, of um, the, the mechanics that they use. Reinhorn's got a question relative to cycling. What is the most effective moment in timeline of the achieved goals, like fully done or other monk? Okay, I don't, I think you have, I think these is two different questions, Reinhorn's. Uh, so the first question pertains to cycling, but your second question seems to be more geared towards NLP and timeline. Is that True or not true? Uh, Liam says, I can completely understand why it's life-changing and informative. Cool. He's referring to our self-defense supercharger, which, by the way, is on sale right now. DavidSnyderNLP.com. Okay, let's see. Uh, Pedro, Reptile, understanding communication, what does it mean, and when is it, is it communicating? Thanks. And it's, and it's a learner. Uh, social conditioning and buzzwords may come on another platform. Okay, so let's talk. Let's go back to understanding the reptile brain. The reptile brain is the brain that controls survival above all else, procreation and survival. So it looks at everything that it encounters through that lens. The, uh, the, the reptile brain is the deepest, most powerful part of you. It is the part that has survived literally 6 million years or more. 
So, and as far as human physiology and neurology is concerned, the older the part, the more power it has. But that particular aspect of your neurology does not speak language as we understand it. It communicates primarily through sensation. Okay. And because everything that you experience subjectively, thinking, feeling, believing, whatever, starts at the reptile brain and then percolates upward. Usually the first thing to answer is the reptile brain or some aspect of your pre-conscious nervous system. So we have six dynamics of what we call an unconscious response. You could think of it as the six dynamics of the reptile brain as well. First one is the unconscious mind will always answer you first. It will always answer you honestly. It will always feel like you're making it up. You'll almost always have an urge to edit what just came up. It's never loud. It's almost always like a whim or a notion in the back of your mind, and it's almost never linear. To that, I would add, <clears throat> the answers from the reptile brain will almost always be a feeling, a body feeling specifically, followed very, very closely by a knee-jerk emotional response. And the reason for that is, again, because everything originates in the reptile brain is connected to an emotion in a series of emotional memories, and then it pops up into your awareness as a kill that, run away from it. It's just like this, do that. So when you're paying attention to the reptile brain, understand, you know, pay attention to what you, 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 your initial gut reaction is. And then step back and ask other questions to figure out if that gut response is actually the appropriate response. More often than not, it is. But we have two other brains for a very good reason. It's not always right. And we're not loners. We are a social organism. We're reptiles who learn to connect. And so, but many times, the part of you that wants to survive will predominate. So it's always a good idea to check your, you check your information, right? With what is socially acceptable, what is emotionally acceptable, uh, and what behaviors are appropriate. Usually our systems do pretty well in balancing out those those behaviors, but every now and then we we get caught off guard, right? That's what our state control training is really all about. So I hope that answers your question. The social conditioning and buzzwords, they can come on another platform. Okay, that's fine. Alan M, if the subject is an advanced non-native English speaker, any concern the practitioner shall have? Okay, Alan, I'm not really sure what that question, when you say advanced non-native English speaker. <clears throat> Um, what concerns are we looking for? Can you elaborate on that a little bit so I can help answer that question? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go right down the list because it keeps jumping on me. So let me see here. So uh, what, would be, what would you recommend for improving meditation, utilization, and healing? Posture and breathing. Focusing on body feelings more so than visualizations. Um, that's, that's what I found works absolutely better for me. Um, I find that when we have body feelings that are in harmony with the, the energy that we want to connect with, the visualizations, um, first of all, they're easier to maintain, but also they don't become quite as important. Uh, so for me, my big epiphany back in the day when I was just chronically listening to all kinds of self-hypnosis tapes and things like that, 
and doing Reiki on myself was that if I focused on the body feeling, inevitably I got everything else. So that to me has been the biggest epiphany. And that's why we begin all of our, of our trainings with hooked on a feeling, right? It's a mnemonic and an anchor for all of our students to remember that everything human beings do, positive or negative, is in response to a feeling. It's, in, it's either a feeling they want more of or a feeling they want a whole lot less of. So um, that's would be, that would be my biggest tip. Focus on the body feelings and that will become the bridge to the higher applications that you want to tap into. <clears throat> Love the name. Uh, any tips to get over hesitation in taking a stock trade that fits your analysis, but some fear hesitation stops you from striking at the right level? Well, first of all, recognizing that you have a fear is the first step. Find the body feeling, reach out, touch the picture, put a big black frame around it, white it out, write the, write the lessons across it, shrink it down, move it behind you, and you should be able to proceed forward uh, in a much more emotionally neutral way, because not only will you reprocess that particular energy, um, you'll also uncover the reason why you had it in the first place and what it was trying to do for you, which is always a good thing. More self-awareness is always better than love. Great question. So Pyrus Theophanos, my friend, says, hey, David, how do I naturally increase my humor skills? Any other tip other than DTI? Take comedy class um and then uh, immerse yourself in stand-up comedy um and again one of the things that is probably a good idea is everybody has a type of comedy that they're really good at um i have i have a lot of i spent a lot of time first of all i had a lot of natural predispositions because of my genetics and things like that but I also spent a lot of time uh, really internalizing guys like James Harlan, Robin Williams, Sam Kennison. Um, these were guys who were very, very fast on their, you know, mentally agile, were amazingly good with language, very, very deeply expressive people. Uh, Jerry Lewis was another very early um, uh, role model of mine. And he was very good at physical comedy, just like Robin Williams was very good at physical comedy. Which is why when you watch a lot of, when you come to my trainings and things like that, you'll see I, I'm just goofing off all the time. It's all, you know, different types of physical. But some people aren't, aren't cut out for that. And so there's many different ways to express or develop your comedic skills. There's textbooks, there's courses. Uh, and I recommend you immerse yourself in all of them and figure out which styles of comedy really resonate with you. Because chances are, if those are the styles of comedy that really resonate with you, they're probably the ones you're going to be good at. Um, but that was basically what I did for a very long time was I looked, you know, I, I tried to hang out with people who were funny in, in a cute kind of way. Um, that was one of my big epiphanies when I was in high school. Uh, I was a little bit of a, even then I was a little bit of a, a personality sponge. I thought that there were certain individuals who were very, very popular, not just because they were good looking, which was absolutely part of it, but was also because of the way they were charming. And I set a route to really model that kind of charm, which had this kind of childlike little wit to it. Um, and it, it took me a long time to develop that because I had more of the master and commander kind of energy. I was more intimidating as a kid um, than I was cute. And so it took me a long time to kind of balance that out. And um, I think it was, some, it was, it was time well spent um, because one of the things that really kind of counts against you in, in social situations is the intimidation factor. 
if you're if you're working from a purely um that's what i'm looking for like from a purely authoritarian executive position like do it or else kind of an energy then that that intimidating kind of energy can be effective but if you're looking for people's goodwill if you're looking for people to validate you and and really kind of support your cause and feel part of like they're part of something you need other types of uh, attraction and authority that make people want to be part of it and i think that kind of disarming charming childlike not take yourself so seriously uh kind of energy really really goes a long way but everybody's different you know some people may be very good at that and just have no have no ability to get people to take them seriously at all in that case, it may be more important to study command presence or certain kinds of things, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, there's a there's a comedy style for everyone. And I think the more you explore that through immersion, through studying the, the science of stand up and things of that nature, improv, I think the more you'll be able to develop um, your own personal approach, which I always think is better. Right. Um, let's see. Bridget Bishop, what? What's a good resource for figuring out what the Chinese element we are? Um, great question. I would start with uh, face reading in Chinese medicine by uh, the late Lillian Bridges, my teacher. She just passed away recently. So um, I'm going to recommend her book, uh, Ad Infinitum, uh, because it is probably the best book I've seen on uh, understanding Chinese elements and, and facial characteristics and things of that nature. So I would start there for sure. There are many other um, books that will cover face five element physiognomy, for lack of a better word. Uh, but that would be my, that'd be where I'd start. Uh, let's see here. Hypno cash, God, Ren, how do you get along with people better? You know, I just spent a lot of time just talking about that and I didn't even realize it was a question. Um, but I think one of the most important things to remember is that every human you meet has a story. They are the way they are because of what happened to them and, the, and how they've encoded the way they've what's happened to them. And I think the more you realize that everybody looking for a sense of validation, everyone you meet is a, inside is a terrified child, desperate to be loved and terrified of being alone. And you start to see them and their behaviors through that lens. I think it's easier to be patient with people. I think it's easier to be willing to meet people where they're at um, and to understand maybe why they do what they do. Right? Uh, technically, the best thing to do is just echo, echo their words. And you'll find echo words, three magic questions, and you'll find pretty quickly, pretty consistently, people just align with you. And that can make things a lot, lot easier um, to get what you want in this world and to make the other people around you like you more and trust you more and feel more com comfortable and connected to you. So that would be my, that would be the theory behind what I say and as well as the, the techniques that I would apply. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Shadow Wolf. And we talk more in depth about drug of choice, perhaps if not now in the future. I would recommend you start by Googling it. Uh, if you have access to any of our sensuality enhancement videos, um, very, very many times in those videos, one of the first techniques I do as we're teaching people how to have orgasms on command and stuff is a drug of choice induction, right? It's very simple. It's been, the technique's been around forever. Um, and it really starts with just noticing when, when a, when a substance takes place in your body, how does that happen for you? Where do you first feel it? Where does it go next? Where does it go next? Where does it go next? 
and you just trace it through your body until you come back to the point of origin. And that shows you the circuit that your body processed that particular substance to get those sensations. And then you just follow it like, a, you know, you just keep circulating through it like a boat on a river. And most of the time, by the time you've completed the first circuit, you're already in the state. And then each successive repetition makes it deeper. Martine, David, you are a super great teacher, but are you supervised by another guru? No. Um, I'm a Ronin, so to speak. Um, I have lots of people I go to for knowledge and information, but um, I have no vows of secrecy connected to me. I've pretty much been on my own uh, since the day I graduated my Reiki class. And uh, so a lot of the things I'm tapping into are things I've discovered, things I've rediscovered. Uh, I'm a firm believer in past lives and genetic memory. So the long and short of it is, is that uh, I don't have a guru who supervises me. I have gurus and teachers that I consult when there's something specific I want to know more about. Um, but as far as <clears throat> what rules bind me, only mine. I think that's kind of what you're saying. But uh, there are a lot of great teachers out there, and each of them has something to offer you. And uh, I continue to seek them out today. I'm not done by any stretch of the imagination. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Angel Hill, do you have tips on pushing past fear, the type that stops you from making your move out of your... Start with the gray room. Start with gray room, then move into magic frame, and then into... Um, Probably the best thing for that is, is, is going to be spinning and then the uh, the color breathing. So we call that the transformational triad plus gray room. The other thing I would recommend is that you pick up a book called The Power of Bad. The Power of Bad is a science, a study on the science of how our body and our neurology processes negative events versus positive events. And, the, and, and probably the most important thing that I took from that work is that one unit of fear has an emotional charge of four. One unit of courage has an emotional charge of one. So units being equal, the charges connected to them are dramatically different. So the takeaway from that is to remember that anytime you feel fear, remember that it's actually about one-fourth or 25% of the strength of what it actually appears to be. So if you just divide it by four and realize that that's really the, the level you're dealing with, it's easy to move forward. But remember that even though we, we autom automatically as a human being default that four to one ratio, there is something you can do about it. Because the moment you can point to where you feel it, you reach out and touch it. Now you have a, a, a mechanism to manage the intensity of those emotions. So magic framing will be the fastest way to just turn down the charge. Color breathing and spinning can completely neutralize it, both at a causal level as well as a physiological level. So those are the things I would use. Gray room is a good generic cleanup, just cleaning, giving yourself a, you know, a, a, an emotional purging, for lack of a better word, of anything that's been accumulating below the threshold of conscious awareness. So those are the things that, that I think uh, are, are, you know, and read the book, The Power of Bad. I think you'll find that uh, you find a lot more liberation from fear and, and your understanding of the phenomena gives you a better ability to deal with it. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Shadow Wolf, when it comes to rapport with an element such as Aether, I'm able to gain rapport with the everything which allows me to channel answers when questions are asked. Is it the same mode of being? Yes and no. Um, when we start playing rapport with 
non-physical or non-interpersonal elements, um, we have to start focusing in on the qualities we seek to embody. Uh, energetics as a rule, with the French radiesthesiologist divided energetics or vibration into two aspects, a qualitative aspect and a quantitative aspect. So basically what they were saying was, these are the qualities that a particular energy or vibrational frequency has. This is how much of it there is. And so one of the things that we need to do first is we need to tune. In other words, we need to know what are the attributes of the vibration that we seek to embody. We must generate a compositor, a, a sympathetic vibration in ourselves through our feeling states. And that's one of the reasons that we have such a powerful imagination is because that imagination allows us full access to anything we can conceive of, which allows us to tap into the attributes, which allows us to bridge to the extra personal or transpersonal level. So the idea is once you know what feelings or what attributes you seek to uh, get in contact with, you must become absorbed fully in that phenomena, that energy. And that allows that bridge to be created that allow you to manifest those qualities in yourself and ultimately to control them and be, and to learn from them. Um, so when we say the everything, that means different things to different people. Just like when I say the void or the akasha means different things to different people. So while the mechanics may be the same, where you need to be more specific is in the attributes and the qualities that you're seeking to become in rapport with or embody. So I hope that answers your question. Anudeep, hi from Qatar. Hi, Qatar, how are you? <laughs> I know it's Anudeep. Neil Calmeadow, guitar tuition, the Telford guitar teacher. Hi from the UK once again, David. Hey, Neil, good to see you again, brother. Chambala Institute, thanks. John Pechkowski. Hey, David, have all of your hypnosis courses, but haven't watched them yet. Ooh. Do any of them teach how to suggest people to do cool and funny things they otherwise wouldn't do besides switching emotions? Start with killer influence. Specifically, um, I would start with the Killer Influence UK, if you have it. It's probably, got, it's probably got one of the deepest dives and treatments of covert influence that I've done on, in the Killer Influence system in a while. That would probably be a good place to start. Uh, Identity by Design has a module in it called Fun with Hypnosis, which is all we call imagination games, which is, again, generating hypnotic phenomena. So I think between those two, uh, you're probably, you're probably going to have a pretty good foundation. Uh, and then I would look at, again, um, yeah, that's probably where I would start. And then I would look at maybe looking at Chase Hughes' ellipsis manual, uh, specifically on uh, his confusion statements, things of that nature. Um, if you understand how to weaponize confusion, then you can you can move people along that behavioral curve pretty quick. But in terms of the things that I teach, um, identity by design, uh, imagination games, as well as Killer uh, Influence UK would probably be the places to start. Casey N. Landis. Hold on, oops. Hold on a second. Let's um, show Casey's question here. I'm so honored to be watching you live. I happened to discover you yesterday, and I fucking love you. <laughs> well, I love you back, Casey. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Liam, when doing remote influence, what is the best way to distract the subject's mind metaphorically, give them a scroll to chase? If you can set up a, um, if you can set up an, uh, like a massive multi-online role-playing game inside your own head, 
and just send them off to interact with some of the NPCs that you create. Those of you who understand this metaphor know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that would be the fastest way to do it. Uh, Casey says, thank you. You're very welcome. Jody Emanuel, what virtual NLP therapy? Absolutely. But a lot with Jody, a lot of that depends on the practitioner and the subject. You know, um, what I've discovered, first of all, it's important to preface what I'm about to say. I, you know, 2020, I was named the number one NLP trainer of the year. Um, and by the way, uh, they're doing that. They're doing the elections again. So if you could go to globalgurus.org forward slash NLP and vote for me for number one, I would really appreciate that. That would be awesome. I'll see if I can post the link uh, shortly. But it's important to understand that I taught hypnosis and NLP and related disciplines for 10 years for free before I was ever willing to uh, certify another human being. And that's a rather unique uh, way to come into the field. But, but the upshot is I saw the results of pretty much every training organization out there, what the kind of practitioners it produced, or in many cases, failed to produce. And so there is so much diversity and so much lack of uniformity in the skill sets of one NLP practitioner to another. But the one thing I have learned in 20-some years of doing this and teaching this is that the best people who are good at hypnosis tend to make the best NLP practitioners. It does not generalize the other way. So if you are a good hypnotist, you can rock NLP. Um, if you're not a good hypnotist, if you have if your only exposure to hypnosis is from your NLP training, um, you're coming at the whole discipline from, a, in my opinion, from a disadvantage. Now, there are many out there who disagree with me, sometimes vehemently, um, and that's fine. If your people can do what my people can do in, in the time we, we get, we can teach them to do it, cool. But going back to your actual question, would virtual NLP therapy be effective? It can be very effective. But so much depends on the, on the skills of the practitioner and the compliance level of the subject. There's, there's, so, much, there's so much variation, so much possibility or potential to go either way that I can't say with any great deal of certainty, will it be effective for anyone? So I just wanted to be clarified on that. That makes any sense. Uh, Casey is asking, detailed interfacing, talk on spinning. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, Casey? I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, John is asking, I've already watched Stealth CPI, but besides the whole pacing and leading concept of truisms, I'm not sure what rapport exactly is. Rapport is a two-way communication, a feeling, an energetic and vibrational connection between your neurology and another person's neurology. It's a physiological effect, right? Um, if you go to... Uh, well, go to the Empathic Superpowers video. Um, and watch that video. Uh, and that will give you a, a visual representation of what we're seeking to accomplish utilizing work. There's also a cute little martial arts demonstration in it too. It starts with a metronome entrainment video and then proceeds to, let, to show you how that, that entrainment phenomena crosses over into human experience because rapport is very much an, an aspect of the laws of physics. It can't not happen. The question is, can you tell when you have it? And B, what do you do with it once you have it? How do you manage that whole phenomenon? How do you manage that whole process? And that's what we spend a lot of time doing in Stealth CPI. So hopefully that, that helps answer your question about what rapport actually is. 
Alm de Town says, what, on what Alan asked, there's a question of how effective techniques are if delivered to someone with a different native language. But on that note, is conversation less easier on some languages? As a rule, um, certain, certain, there's a couple of different ways I can answer this question. So first of all, if you are an English speaker and you're dealing with somebody who is a non-native English speaker, there are certain hypnotic language patterns that may or may not translate as well. The second part is that when you are dealing with someone who is a non-native speaker, there is an extra layer of linguistic analysis and translation that happens that can um, sabotage or um, neutralize the hypnotic component of what you're doing um, because of that extra analysis. And I've seen this only really in people who are English is a second language. Now, if you are a native, let's, let's say we're not, let's say you're, you're Spanish, for example, and your, your client is Spanish, most of your language stuff should work no problem. There will be a couple of linguistic changes that you may need to do that don't fit in with the grammar, grammatical structure of like Spanish or French or something like that, but they will still have an, an effect. So the, the short answer is it'll work. The more qualified answer is it will, most of it will work. But remember, when you're dealing with people who are going to take the language that you're communicating in, think about it, analyze it, translate it, that extra layer or level of analysis can kind of dampen the hypnotic effects that you're going for. So, and that's only, and I, nobody ever taught me that, by the way. That was something that I had to learn through observation. For certain things that just that just didn't translate well to non-native English speakers, not because they couldn't do it, it was because of something extra that they were doing that forced them to parse language much more deeply than a native speaker might. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Masij, Masij, Arturo says, how playful do I have to be the techniques to work proper? Because I've tried so many times, but I keep falling back to the same patterns and no more wealth is being presented in physical form. Chances are, Missy, that you might want to work with somebody else and have them guide you through the processes. Also, uh, when I talk about, and I, and I talk about this in our Hidden Laws of Attraction uh, webinars, there are, re there are certain reasons why the law of attraction doesn't work for some people. And a lot of it comes down to an unwillingness to change themselves or to acquire the skill sets necessary to become a vessel for the manifestation they're seeking to achieve. So if you're, if you're not having the luck with these techniques that you're expecting, A, what kind of time frame are you placing on it? B, are you becoming the person for whom that thing can happen? Two, C, are you getting in your own way by trying to be a passenger and a driver at the same time? Those are three very significant aspects that can delay or, or neutralize your ability to manifest. And so I would, I would systematically explore that. I would first start by having somebody guide you through these processes and see if that gives you the psychic leverage that you're looking for. Second thing I would look at is, are there things I know I need to do or change about myself before I can have that? And am I putting off or hesitating to do that? Those are usually the biggest. And the, other, the last thing is, do I have a preconceived idea of how this is supposed to manifest? That one is probably um, the single most ninja block to people getting what they want is they they they, they focus on um, not just the what they want but how
Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer. 